welcome to the Yoga Teacher Circle podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Ray, yoga teacher. You are needed now more than ever, and your unique voice, message, and offering needs to be shared with the world. In this podcast, we'll talk about all things related to teaching yoga to help you thrive doing what you love most, teaching yoga. So let's dive in. This episode is part two of 15 tips to gain confidence as a new yoga teacher. If you haven't listened to part one yet, definitely check it out because it is full of amazing tips for you. All right, so next one, number seven. Visualize yourself teaching from start to finish. Oh, visualization is my favorite technique and it helps me so much as a brand new teacher. So, so much. I am a huge fan. I teach my YTT students to use visualization. Your brain does not know the difference between what's real and what's in your head. So athletes use this uh, quick story. My dad used to be a Blue Angel pilot. So they do like crazy, insane air shows. And part of their work before actually doing the air show was they all had to lay down and completely visualize the entire air show from start to finish in real time. So my dad taught me that when I was in my teens. And then once I started learning about mindfulness, I started implementing it into my life, not only for teaching yoga, but for anything, it's the art of attraction and and manifesting. But once I started teaching, I started visualizing myself teach the entire class. So I would literally lay down for an hour and visualize myself teaching every single piece of the class, my cues, my energy. So you want to visualize as much detail as possible. So this is a really helpful tip if you feel like you struggle remembering a sequence. So you can visualize yourself teaching the sequence. You can visualize yourself taking the students through the sequence. And the more that you get it into your brain, then you show up, you've already done it. You've already done it. Now you're just doing it the second or third time. The other thing you can think about too is not only your sequencing or your cues, but the energy. Think about the energy, visualize and like really feel in your mind's eye, the energy that you give off as a teacher, the energy of your students. Visualize your students coming up to you after class, telling you, oh my gosh, that was amazing. Like I feel so good right now. Visualize people having this wonderful experience. Huge, I love this technique, it is so helpful. And I know that some people are more visual than others. So maybe you connect to this one, maybe you don't, but I find that a lot of new teachers, this is a really helpful technique. Okay, next tip, prepare, but also remain flexible. So spend time preparing and take the time to drop into a centered and a grounded space before you teach. So you do show up ready to teach and you're not flustered or you're second guessing yourself or you're in your head wondering, well, what should I teach right now? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just winging it. We never want to show up in a space of just winging it. There's a difference between some people don't actually need to prepare a sequence before they show up because they are so intuitive as teachers. And a lot of more experienced teachers get to that point. So like at this point, I don't necessarily need to have an entire sequence planned. I can show up and feel the moment and trust myself and I know where I'm going, but it's from a really grounded space. 
There's a difference between being intuitive, not having a plan, and showing up and not being prepared. And now you're flustered. So preparation is key. I used to write out every detail of my class, of my sequence. And if I didn't do that, I was not prepared. And I did not teach a good class. I think I only did that once. And I said, I'm never gonna show up that way again. That did not feel right. It did not feel good. So as a new teacher, you do what you gotta do to make sure that you're ready, whatever that means. I used to be a bit of a freak. <laughs> when it came to this because like I shared with you I had when I say zero confidence I mean zero confidence in myself for me to teach a one-hour yoga class I spent a ridiculous amount of time to prepare to teach a one-hour yoga class I spent an hour visualizing it I spent another hour or two writing down a sequence trying it and then I spent another hour doing the entire class fully in my body and then visualizing it again. So I took like an extreme amount of time, but it's because I needed to. So again, I was committed and I just told myself, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to make this work because this is my path, this is my passion and I'm not gonna give up again. I was a little extreme. I don't think you need to spend about five hours in prep, but if you do, you do. And it is important. But then the other thing that comes with it is you might have to throw your entire plan and your sequence out the window completely. I've had to do this so many times, tons of times. Or you just have to adjust some things in the moment because you look around the room, you maybe have conversations with students before class starts and you realize, wow, the plan I have, the sequence I have, it's so not gonna work with the students that are here right now. Or within the first 10 minutes of the class, you kind of realize, actually, I can tell that everyone's like brand new. And the plan I had in my head, there's no way. So I have to adapt in the moment. And that's where trusting yourself is really important. That's where it comes back to being able to guide yourself teaches you how and when to adapt in the moment. What feels good? What works? What can you shift right now? So sometimes you got to show up prepared and then other times show up prepared and be ready to toss your plan out the window. That's where it comes right back to trusting yourself. This also looks like preparing your own energetic bubble by meditating before class. Maybe that's saying a prayer or it's really just comes down to having some sort of pre-teaching ritual to drop into yourself, to drop into a space that is centered and grounded. So you show up and you're ready to serve. Okay, next tip, be okay with not knowing and not having the answers. Be okay with not knowing and not having the answers. You do not, and I repeat, you do not need to know everything about yoga to be a teacher. You will never have all the answers. Studying the yoga practice, the yoga lifestyle, the history, everything that yoga encompasses is a life long commitment. And we know that that's why it's called a yoga practice. You never reach anything. You never reach what's there to reach. Even you just keep growing. You just keep learning. There are so many schools of yoga and styles to share and to learn about. And if you expect yourself to show up knowing everything before teaching, you will be waiting forever. You'll end up never teaching. It's so common for new teachers to say every single cue possible 
and to spew out all the things they know, all the things they know about this post to show that they are capable or they want to feel like their students know that they know things about yoga, that they're capable, they're competent, right? And I'm, I'm saying to drop that, right? So let it go. Say what's right for you in the moment and nothing more. You don't have to say everything you know. And that's a hard thing to actually do. Be silent. Give space. Let your students absorb the pose. Know that a student might ask you a question and you won't know the answer. You will not have all the answers. So you need to be okay saying, you know what? That's a really good question and I don't have the answer but I'm going to look into it and I'll get back to you. I do this all the time, leading a 200-hour YTT. I can't possibly know everything there is to know about yoga. I know that about myself. I know the areas that I'm strong in and the areas that either it's not my zone, maybe I'm not as passionate about or I don't understand it as much or I just haven't spent time studying it. So like I have a team of teachers that fill in the gaps for me too. Or if a student in YTT asked me, and this used to stop me, this used to get me in my head, well, who am I to lead a 200-hour program? I don't know everything. And now I'm super honest and we can't be expected to know everything. I'll say, you know what? I don't have the answer. I don't know. That's not my zone, but let's look into it. Hey, yoga teacher, if you're running a yoga business or you're just beginning to build your yoga business, which I know many of you are, definitely listen in. I just launched an online course and training for yoga teachers called Grow Your Yoga Business by Niching Down. Why is it even important to have a niche as a yoga teacher and yoga business owner, or as I like to say, a yogipreneur? Are you trying to grow your private client business? Stuck in the studio, gym grind, teaching 15 to 25 yoga classes per week, which I used to be stuck in. Are you wanting to grow your income beyond $25 to $40 per class? Trying to become a full-time yoga teacher while working a part-time job in the meantime? Are you wondering where and how to find private clients and students? Wanting to build an online yoga business? Spinning around wondering, what do I even post on social media? How do I create content? Wondering how to create and fill your yoga classes, your events, your trainings, your retreats? It is the first step to building your brand and business. We can't be all things to all people. If you're trying to teach and speak to everyone, you end up speaking to no one. You end up blurring into the giant sea of yoga teachers without standing out, without sharing your unique voice and message. This online workshop is seriously incredible and it's jam-packed with content to help you gain clarity on what your yoga niche is, who your ideal client is, and you'll learn how to create content with clear messaging so you attract the right people into your business along with so much more. I really appreciate all of you who support and listen in to the Yoga Teacher Circle podcast and I'd love to offer you a discount code to receive $10 off this course. Just simply use the coupon code YTCPODCAST at the checkout. So I hope you'll join me and if you're ready to jump in, you can find the course on my website at taylorrayyoga.com under Niche Yoga Biz Workshop. Now back to the episode. Okay, here's such a good one. The next tip, you will not be the teacher for everyone. Students come, students go, and not every student is meant to be yours. Some students will love you and others just won't click, they won't vibe with you. 
We can't be all things to all people. So you might have students show up and see that you're teaching, that you're on the schedule. Maybe you're a sub and they might turn around and go the other way. This happens. It's okay. Or they might show up to your class. They might leave halfway through. That happens too. Also, we can't make assumptions though because you just don't know why that person had to leave halfway through. That doesn't necessarily mean it's because they don't like you, your class, they didn't vibe with you. You never know, they might be in pain. They might say, you know what, I shouldn't have come today. They might feel nauseous, they might have an emergency. We just don't know, so we can't make assumptions. But this also comes back to the worry that teachers experience, especially new teachers, well, what if they don't come back to my class? That's fine. If they don't show up again, that's okay. They're not your student. You're not their teacher. And that's fine. Your people will find you and you will find your people. So your teaching style just won't resonate with everyone. So just be you and trust that your students will find you and you'll find them. That's really freeing, in my opinion, to be like, you know what, you're right, everyone's not gonna like me. So I might as well just be myself because I can't please everyone anyways. And I've had so many experiences where student came once, never came back. Sure, as a new teacher, I used to take it personal, doubt myself, question myself. And then once that started happening randomly over the years, and sometimes I would be able to like meet the person before and stuff, a lot of the time it was like really negative energy that that person was carrying and it kind of worked out because I was like, you know what? It's not really my vibe anyway, so thanks. It works out, right? This also segues into how the student will outgrow the teacher. The student outgrows the teacher and this is a good thing. So the goal of being a yoga teacher is to empower our students to have a practice to connect themselves in a deeper way, to follow their needs, to honor their needs. It is not, I repeat, the goal is to not have our students be so attached to us that they need us to practice. And that's what typically happens. What typically happens is the student loves their teacher so much, they're so attached to that teacher. They need that teacher to have an amazing class, an amazing experience. It's all right, that might be how this person's introduced to yoga, but we don't want to feed into that as a teacher. We don't want our students to be so attached to us. We want them to learn tools that they can practice on their own. That's the goal, for them to be able to step away, actually. The student will outgrow the teacher and the teacher will outgrow the student. Sometimes, and this has happened to me over the years, my classes have shifted and changed. Maybe five years ago, I was a little bit more physical, more fiery, more sweaty. So the people that like really wanted that really vibed with me and my style. And then now I'm like, let's slow it down a bit more and let's go deeper and let's reflect more. And not everyone wants that. That's fine. So my students five years ago aren't necessarily the same students as they are today. And that's okay. I outgrew them. They outgrew me. Part of being a teacher. The next one. Connect with your students and meet them eye to eye. This is so important. It's so small, but it makes the biggest difference. Talk to your students before class. Even if it's, if, if it's a quick hello, a quick hug, a couple of questions, how are you doing? This is like so crucial to help diffuse the nervous, antsy energy as a new teacher. So when you connect, it shows you that you're teaching real humans. 
it'll help to break down the barrier between you versus them. And it'll create the sense of union, which is what we want in yoga. That is yoga. The sense of community, the sense of connection. Not everyone does this. This is something I teach my students in YTT, and I know that they do it, but a lot of teachers show up, barely say hi to anyone, start their music, start teaching, and leave. So it's really weird. They don't know their students' names. They don't create a connection. But when you're a new teacher and you're nervous, maybe you're so nervous that you're afraid to like talk and engage with people in your class, do it. Go up to them, talk to them. Hey, I'm Taylor, what's your name? I'm so glad you're here. It breaks down the barrier and it creates the sense of, oh wait, you're just a human. Okay, and it lessens the anxiety and the nerves. Next tip, get off your mat and be with your students. Observation is key as a yoga teacher. When you learn how to read the different bodies, to read the different energies in the room, you'll begin to offer what's needed in the moment and not what is only memorized in your head, not what is only scripted in your head. So this is how you get out of your head and into the room, into your heart, being able to walk around, being able to look. I get that right now, it's kind of a weird time with COVID, you might not be able to walk around. That doesn't mean you still can't observe. So even if you have to stay in one spot, observe the room, observe the bodies, get to understand what's happening. This is also one of the biggest pieces that will help you build this self-trust. Trusting yourself as a teacher is the most important thing that you can do. It's scary. We, we can get nervous. We can get in our heads about making the wrong decision or going off plan can be scary. But when you look at the students, you need to be able to adapt in the moment. And when you learn, again, it's a practice. You don't just start out being able to observe bodies very well. It takes time. It takes time doing it over and over and over. Another great tip, record yourself teaching and then practice your class back as a student. I have my students in YTT do, doing this, super helpful. And this can be extremely helpful in learning what areas that you specifically need to focus on in your teaching. So record yourself at home, teach like a 30 minute class. You can be doing it in the video, speaking it out loud like you're teaching. And then follow it back as a student. Be a student, listen to it, watch the video, do it, and be on the lookout. Notice the pace. Notice if your verbal cues are clear. Notice if your verbal cues made sense. Try not to look at the video. Try to just follow the audio. Does my cue make sense in guiding me? Can I follow it without looking? Notice the tone of your voice. If your sequence felt good, if it flowed smoothly, transitions were smooth, nothing choppy. I mean, really just looking at all of that and noticing what, what do I need to work on? There's always something we can work on. This is a good thing. So you can also take it one step further and not just record it on video, completely record yourself only on audio and then just listen to yourself back and try to do your class. So that's another great way to say, how does this work? Can I follow it as a student? Do I make sense <laughs> as a teacher? Next tip, do not take yourself too seriously. If you make a mistake, which you will, because we are human, do not let it take you down. You can laugh it off, just keep going. You can pretend like nothing even happened. 
It's when we like make a big fuss or a big deal out of it or we beat ourselves up that it can take us down. If you forget what's next or you aren't sure where to take your class next, maybe you forgot your sequence or you're like, oh shit, I just did the, the right side, but like, what am I doing again on this whole second side? Child's pose is your best friend. Take your students into child's pose. They don't even know. They won't even need to know why you're doing that. They're gonna be excited for a rest. Drop them down into child's pose. Give yourself a couple of minutes to pause, to think, and to recollect your thoughts, to remember your sequence. I used to do this all the time. Have a little cheat sheet, have your notes with you about your sequence, little bullet points, set it by the music. And then if you need to, all right, everyone, drop into child's pose for 10 breaths. And you go, you look at your notes, you regroup, and you just keep going. No big deal at all. It's totally cool. It's only weird if you make it weird. <laughs> it's only weird if you make it weird. Last tip, never stop learning. Ugh, so important. Never stop learning. Study with as many different teachers and as many different styles as possible. If you're committed to this path of being a yoga teacher, you've got to be committed to the long haul. You got to think long term. Not This is no short term kind of journey. And that means being committed to continuing your education, continuing to grow your skills, your knowledge, your expertise. And I personally do this every single year. I make it a point to take at least one continuing education training every single year. And I usually take more. I usually take like two to three. Sometimes it looks like a 10 hour training up to 50 hours. And I've learned so much over the years from doing this, from taking from different teachers, different styles, different backgrounds. Over time, as you continue to study different trainings, this is where you begin to pull little bits from this that you love, from this teacher that you love, and you start kind of forming your own style. That's how I've done it personally. So at this point, I definitely do have my own style. I blend so much together. It's not only one style. I don't just teach a vinyasa flow class. I might, on the schedule, it might say flow, but within that flow, I'm dripping in so many elements of so many styles and backgrounds. And that's how I have formed my own style. So it's so important, again, if you are committed to being a long-term yoga teacher, you're committed to this path, always be a student, always. It's so big, it's so helpful. So, oh my goodness, this is such a good conversation. I could keep going. There are, there are many other tips, but these are the ones that I find are the most helpful, the most doable, easily accessible. You can start right now. And I just want to say to all of you teachers that you are capable, you are worthy, and you have a unique voice, a unique message, and a unique offering that needs to be shared with the world. Thank you so much for listening in today. I'd love to stay connected with you in between episodes. You can find me on Instagram at Taylor underscore Ray Yoga and join the free private yoga teacher circle Facebook group, which is full of some pretty awesome and badass yoga teachers. 